We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman, and yeah, that is Robbie Hummel. Believe it or not, he has yes. graced us with his presence. No, it's crazy. I've tried to get on the schedule, and I can't. <laughs> I, I can't get on the schedule, so I That's, haven't been able it's to. You're, hey, it's because you're too busy vacationing. You're in California. <laughs> you're down no. in the Florida Keys. Like, for all that you say, how hard you worked during the season, and you did this past season, you <laughs> – well, who's somebody? Hold on, somebody's knocking on my door. I can't wait to see who this is. Nobody, Rob. It's absolutely nobody. I don't know. It's like a ghost. Dude, I, like I a ghost at the that. door. Yeah. What hotel are you at? What hotel are you at? I'm at a court. I'm not telling you because you'll, you'll you'll do something to me here in Chicago. I'll be, I'll be calling the phones all night. Yeah, I'm not telling you which courtyard I'm at here in Chicago. <laughs> um, but but I mean, again, for all the the hard work that you put in, you deserve you know, eight vacations in the off season. You've earned it. <laughs> the problem is, well, there is no problem with it, but okay. I have no response actually, but you can't say California, you know, my girlfriend lives out there. That's not really a vacation. That's, that's where she lives. <laughs> no, so, not a vacation to spend time with your girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's work. It's we're, Logan. No, don't watch this. That's not, that's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying you cannot give a vacation credit when you are just at the place where your girlfriend lives. By the end of this podcast, Logan is going to have broken up with you. I will be single. You will be single. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, give me props. I know you, we sent that to you. Doster sent that shirt to you. I believe it was um, 48 weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you finally unpacked it today. You know what? It, it's been sitting in an envelope that I just had totally misplaced. So now got I've got, I finally feel like a, an employee that is loved. You know, I finally feel appreciated here. I got my field of 68 gear and tell them to put me on the schedule. I'm sick of getting, you know, overrun and not, not allowed to be on these pods. The only way you're on the schedule is if we allow you to do it in between holes on the golf course. That would be about it. <laughs> Your golf true. game. Hey, you told me you shot. Is this true? Sources told me. You didn't tell me. Sources I think you are shot exactly. a 73? Shot 74 out in L.A. last week. Is this like a par three executive course or something? No. Yeah. It, was, it was a statement, though. 
So real <clears throat> statement, a statement to the world of golf. And hopefully so this one now day- we're transitioning after your, your, your three on three failure last summer, we are now fully <laughs> transitioning into the golf world. You're now going to be a, a, you and Steph, you're going to be on the Steph tour. I want to be on the pro-am tour where, <laughs> where you can find a way to play in these sick pro-ams. You know, you know what's funny? I played in this charity golf event a couple years ago. It was tied in with three on three down in Puerto Rico. And Frankie Munez was one of the celebrities from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. He, he told me that he plays in something like 70 events a year. A lot of them around his hometown, but then he they paid for his trip to Puerto Rico to play in this event. He said he just goes around and plays. Please so I want to be like, I want to be like Frankie Muniz. That's, your, that's who I want to be gonna, like. Now. You're going to retire for broadcast. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to do it in the winter. That it, this needs to be. You should do it year round. Forget the winter. Make it a year round thing. That, that's, I, gotta, that's I have to work sometime. Game. I've got to work sometime. I can't exactly. just get on the pro am charity golf circuit but this that's a real thing yeah. i mean kevin Dillon from entourage who played johnny drama was there he plays in a lot it seemed like and munez was saying he's playing all the time in these bad boys yeah. um there's a lot of retired and, and you see on tv some you know there's the one out in tahoe where steph plays and a lot of athletes play but yeah i just i gotta keep grinding so i can get on that tour i after my my three on three decline now it's all about pro-am golf it's over. All right, let, let's get to the NBA draft because that's what everybody uh, wants to hear. Um, our, our, our opinions of who, who, who are the winners, who are the losers, best picks. Uh, we'll go through some of that right now. Uh, let's start with the, the top of the draft, though, before we get into some of that, which, you know, I don't know how much you were paying attention, but it was crazy because, you know, everybody thought Jeff Weltman, Orlando, were going to take Jabari Smith all the way through. And then it flipped in Vegas. Like some some sharks knew what was going on here. Somebody some, knew some what people was going got on. some people got paid for yes. sure. I, I did not get paid, <laughs> so you know I did not. You were working paid. last night. You 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 were in a check. I, I was, but you know I, I like where where Weltman and Orlando went with this pick. I, I actually think it was the best way to go, which was Paolo Bencaro over Jabari Smith. At the end of the day, uh, Chet Holmgren never truly in the discussion from what I was told. I mean, maybe in the discussion, but not heavy uh, under consideration for the number one overall pick. But I, here, here's what I think. Paulo is going to impact winning right away. Like, they got better today yeah. with drafting Paulo Bancaro. I'm not sure you could say that with Jabari Smith. I'm not sure Jabari Smith is any better today than a healthy, and, and this word is used loosely, Jonathan Isaac, today. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I honestly, though, they could have taken any of those three guys, and I would have thought they had wow. a good draft. Yeah. My big takeaway from the draft last night was that, wow, the, the top five picks actually had some pretty good drama. Yes. It, they were, it was actually – usually it's, all right, we, we pretty much know. Um, and it was the five guys that I think everybody thought would go. But it was entertaining to, to watch the start and not kind of just have the picks unfold in the way that we necessarily all thought. Uh, yeah, I was reading last night about the Vegas stuff and how the insane, odds were were really kind of funky and then flipped and yeah, some, times. there's some people who definitely knew and and definitely uh, cashed in a lot of money. Um, I also, I guess, when I think about the draft last night, and I'm going to blame you for this, 
because you started this BS back in like the, the 2000s and 2010s. Watching the draft on TV, even if you weren't following on Twitter, which occasionally I was, and Twitter ruins the NBA draft it's, if it's you're fun. if you're about watching it. Yep. Um, for example, when I was drafted in 2012, I knew who was picking me, not because they had called me with the 58th pick, because I'd seen some asshole like you tweet it out. And I was like, well, I hope this is right. <laughs> because there's three. <laughs> you're waiting for the call. So you you start on social media and then you're waiting for that call. Yeah, I didn't get a call from the Timberwolves until like 30 minutes after the draft ended. <laughs> Now they, they had one pick and it was the 58th. And I'm sure they never it's not called like, you. No, my agent like, called me. We'll take that dude with the broken knees in the back. <laughs> we'll call him later. Let him yeah, let yeah. him celebrate. No, I, I never got a call during the draft. Now I called Mark Barlstein like 60 times. Like, dude, I thought I was gonna get taken in the 40s. What's going on? Um, I'm sure he was like, God, this client sucks. Leave me alone. <laughs> Why is he bothering? Um, but in watching, even on TV there was a lot of picks that were just given away. Like the number one pick, we knew it was Paulo because they came on and said it because now in fairness to ESPN, I'm sure they are trying to find ways to combat the fact that if you follow on Twitter, you know, instantly, you know, before the pick is in, but it, it made watching the draft and trying to ignore my cell phone for, which I guess maybe just, you can't do. It, it just kind of made it suck. It's <laughs> all like just right. It's hard. But I get why they're doing watching it. I the do draft. understand. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're naturally going to go to social media because that's what you do. So you're going to note things. So then you're like and, – and it's hard, too. The other part with the NBA draft that sucks is it's not like the NFL draft where immediately the trades get put into action right away. That makes it tough, too, because that was highly confusing, clearly. It always is. For right. a lot of people last Right. Time. They can't. You know, I remember when I did the draft for, I think I did it four years in a row. Um, you had to say the right wording, you know, I forget what it was, but you couldn't say like he, you know, he was traded, Doug McDermott, you know, was traded for whatever. It had to be like, I forget what the wording was, but it was stupid. It was stupid. They, they got to figure it out. The NBA draft, honestly, isn't very good. Especially when you compare it to the NFL. Well, the NFL probably. is an event. Right. It, right. It's a multiple-day event. I mean, they're they're putting stages in the Bellagio fountains. Right. You know, they, right. they really do no, it They've up. done a poor job, and I blame it on probably the NBA more than I blame it on ESPN. They have to get together with ESPN. Uh, and, and the other thing is, listen, I'll say it. You can't, but I'll say it. They need more people that know the college players, and you should be on it. I mean, honestly, I, I do mean that. You or somebody like you should be on it, whether, you know, whether it's, it's you and Billis was on the, the ESPN one, uh, but ABC didn't have anybody who knew any of the players. I mean, Stephen A, Jalen Rose, uh, I think Janae was on, um, none of them watch. I mean, none of them watch. And it, it's comical to me. I saw a tweet this morning. Somebody sent it to me of Skip Bayless uh, raving about Oklahoma city's pick of, of, Jalen Williams, the one who went to Santa Clara, and I'm mm-hmm. just cracking up. I'm like, come on, what are we doing here? Like, like, you think Skip watched a lot of those games? Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> the, the one thing I was on Colin Coward yesterday, the one thing I, I've always appreciated about Colin Coward is whenever he's had me on, whether it was when he was at ESPN or now uh, at Fox, he will fully readily admit, I don't 
I don't know anything about college hoops. Like I don't. That's why that's why he's having you on, right? Right. To, to... And there's nothing wrong with that. That's you and I want to hear in other sports people that know that sport. I don't want to hear you and me talk about hockey, even though I, I I've become a hockey expert now due to my... well, we could break down the, the nickel coverage in uh in next you know your next Sunday's NFL game. Yeah, I mean we you want to so I want to hear people that saw these players. I want to hear people that you covered NBA games too this year. Like yeah. you, you know, do you know the NBA as well as you know Cotton? No, but you know enough of it. You can you can talk about you know Dalen Terry going to Chicago. You did Bulls games anyway. All right, let's get back real to quick. It. Real quick though, one more thing that I I think is always a takeaway for me from the draft is the undrafted guys that don't get picked, and it, some of them make decisions where you're like, whoa, like why? Some of them are seniors. But it always blows me away when I look at the list, and we're going to talk about, I think, a little bit later, who should have gone back to school. It's amazing when you see the list and you're like, dude, it is really, really hard to be drafted in the top. This year, 58 guys. Because you look at the list and you're like, stud college player, stud college. I mean, Gavone tweeted it out. It's like four tweets long. And you're like, you're looking at these guys, and there's so many. Go ahead. Read a few of them right now. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Justin Lewis, yep. Travion Williams, Darian Sebron, Ron Harper Jr., Alondis Williams, yep. Colin Gillespie, Kofi Coburn, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Scotty Pippen Jr., Johnny Juzang, uh, Brady Manick, Gabe Brown, Darius Days, Jared Roden. I mean, James Akinjo. Those yep. are all Americans and all conference players and – I yeah. just think it's very easy to lose, lose track of the, of the fact that the NBA is always going to be the the 450 best players in the world. Yep. Yep. And it is so, so hard to break in, whether it's through free agency or the G League or the draft or, or however you do it. it. It just always reminds me after the draft of like, holy shit, there is a lot of good guys that don't get drafted. I mean, Kofi Coburn, again, was one of the best college players in the country. Now, he plays a position that isn't as valued anymore in the NBA. But, you know, listen, and a lot of people are probably going to kill him today, right? Like, you could have made $2 million to stay in college, which probably You know what? He also starts his clock to start earning real money as a pro. But he could have earned real money. That's the difference now. And $2 million is a lot so he right. sure that that's a tough decision to make 
before NIL, I could see where guys, or even before the collectives of NIL, I could see where guys are like, okay, I could make $35,000, $50,000, whatever, yeah. but I need to go start building my career sure. so that I can start making real money as a player. Yep. But but when it's $2 million, that is, I mean, there's not it's many guys money. overseas that are making $2 million. There's I think he would have made $2 million if he had gone back in the portal. Somebody, if it wasn't Illinois, somebody Illinois else would have paid him. Illinois Collective has, I mean, they've, they've certainly yeah. supported but, that. But he might have been done with school. That's the other part we don't realize. It's like, yeah. hey, listen, some of these guys don't love school, and they're saying to themselves, yeah, I could have made more money, Kofi maybe, but you know what? I'm done. I'm done with it. And and you can't blame them if, if, that's, if they're checked out of it or, or, or whatever. Um, anyway, all right, give me your biggest winner. In the draft was who, Rob? Who do you think came out? I think I know who you're going to say. I've, I've got two teams, um, Detroit and Houston. I, I got Detroit. Houston. I got Houston. I'm with you with Houston. I love I love the Rockets draft. You don't love like it. Detroit? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, My thing I is, like the potential of it. How's that? You get, a, you get a player that apparently all these teams were trying to trade up to get. And he falls to you at five. The and Knicks he, were trading, trying to trade up to get you. You have confidence in the Knicks and what they want to do. I'm not saying that because the Knicks that, like Jalen Duran. You're you're behind them now. Oh, I was talking about Jaden Ivey. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they like they like both of them actually. They're no, like, I know. Yeah. I'm not talking about Jalen Duran. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. he's a nice lob threat and pick and roll for Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. But yeah. I'm not talking about Jalen Duran. Their he, upside he can, is high. Yeah, yeah, I just think you get a player the caliber of Jaden Ivey to fall to you at five when a team passes on him for Keegan Murray, who I like as well. Yeah, That's why I think Detroit's draft is is so good. Don't they get a bunch of salary opening up too with the some of the deal? They're, they're acquiring Kemba Walker, I assume, to get rid of his salary? So they didn't – no, uh, yeah, they got they, – they took on Kemba's $9 million. With the yeah. assumption that they will move him? Or try or cut him or amnesty or I think they'll just cut him. Yeah, right. I think they'll just cut him. It's only nine million. I mean, it's not like it's Kemba's, you know, max salary of thirty million. But my my assumption on that with Detroit and with Houston is that you're getting players who are grading out to be, you know, Jaden Ivey could have been the number one pick. I think he's that type of player. We know Jabari Smith could have been the number one pick. Those guys fall to three and five. And then I like the fact. You know, Houston gets Terry Eason on LSU who can really guard. He's got great length. Um, you know, if he can shoot the ball at even a decent clip, you're looking at the the prototypical three and D yep. Trevor Reza type guy. And then you get Ty Ty Washington, who everybody's talking about. Well, this guy's a lottery pick all year. And even into him. like a week ago. I still love him. Jesus, we know. I know. I know. <laughs> we I, I think we know, dude. Deal. We know. But but me saying Detroit won the draft. That's more on Jaden Ivey. I think Jalen Dern is a good pickup for him, but the backcourt of of Ivy and Cade Cunningham and some of the guys that they they're acquiring in Detroit, yeah. they they're I'm, doing. I'm with you. I'm with you because I feel like again, you're 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 taking shots here at at high end talent and athleticism and hoping it pays off, right? You're not taking the Sacramento went the to me the safe pick. They they. But I like it. I mean, Keegan Murray is so ready to play in the sure. NBA. Yes. But but how much better is he going to make Sacramento this season, Rob? What's he going to yeah. give him a couple more wins? I mean, to me, if you're Sacramento, you're a small market team. Don't you shoot for the stars 
and take a shot on a Jaden Ivey. And if you, you're going to know what you have in the first year, and then you're going to know, okay, we can move off of Davion Mitchell or we, you know, we got to assume that just means that they have faith in Davion Mitchell and, and De'Aaron Fox. Probably. Yeah, that's what that, that's what that tells you is that they, you okay, we like De'Aaron Fox in a heartbeat and get plenty for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there aren't that many great point guards. Who, who's your other team? New Orleans? I like New Orleans. Yeah. yeah I like New Orleans. New Orleans yeah, is good. Daniels. It, well, you get a point guard to go along with the yeah. studs they've got and EJ Liddell at, Freaking what forty one is the craziest. ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, Patrick Baldwin. I mean, this this sums up the NBA draft, right? Patrick Baldwin has eleven of the worst games you'll ever see in college. He can't make a three. He they're losing games in Milwaukee. He can't even play in the Horizon League, right? Can't play in the Horizon League, and he gets drafted late in the first round. EJ Liddell dominates. College basketball. Dominates. He was killing. Wins, dominates, gets better defensively, and he can't go in the first round or even in the top 40 picks. It, it's in a way, it's very sad. I get it, but well, it, just, it just shows you how, how much the draft is based on projecting players. Yes. Golden State thinks that they can make Patrick Baldwin into a real player. And EJ Liddell, for how much he improved and I give him a lot of credit because he took every piece of NBA feedback he got last year and didn't just get better at it, but freaking knocked it out of the park. Sure did. Yeah. And, but you know what? He's always going to be the measurables. He's always going to be six, four, <laughs> you know, like you know, he's, he's got great length and, and he's athletic. And I think he's going to be productive as an NBA player. I really do. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the pick. Oh, I love it. I like Dyson Daniels. Because, again, he's an athletic point guard who isn't a great shooter, but they have enough shooting now. Think about who they're throwing him in with. You get Zion back, Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum. I mean, I like what New Orleans is doing. They're they're right there with with Detroit and Houston for me. Griff, David Griffin, I thought, yeah, I I thought did a great job. Um, Maybe one of my favorite picks – all right, so here, here's one. Let's start with Indiana at six. I, I'm curious to know what you think of this because I really like Ben Matherin. So uh, I thought he could have went fourth. To be honest, I think Sacramento should have taken oh, over him. higher upside than Keegan Murray and fits fits yeah. their need. And, and and when I say fits their need, everybody pushed back at me. They're like, you don't draft for need at four. No, no, you, I'm not saying you draft a need. I'm saying you could throw Keegan, Jaden, and Ben Matherin in a hat. Because you don't know who the best player is going to be. They're all, they've all got the same shot. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Jaden Ivey gets thrown into that hat because okay. I think that he's got he's I got physical shot. he's got physical attributes that no, no one else in the draft fair. does. That's but, fair. And Ben Matherin is quite the athlete himself, and he's a specimen. Um, but I think that with Keegan Murray and Ben Matherin, you could throw those two guys in a hat and and Matherin, say you know what Matherin can shoot it and he's athletic and good cutter. So is Keegan Murray on all those things. Yeah, I think Matherin's got a higher upside because of his Why? athleticism. But Keegan Murray is pretty athletic himself. How did he test out? I didn't see it. How did he test out? I bet there's some. I don't know. I don't know how he tested. I just feel Let's like see if, see I, I just feel like it. you watch Keegan Murray and you don't you don't see that athleticism enough. You see the skill. You see you know, a smooth forward who, again, is going to be a good player. Um, I think 
here's the thing with Indiana. And, and I think that people just get bored with Keegan Murray's production. I, I really do. Yeah. I really, just because it's not flashy. Yep. Here, I've got the measurables right here. Let's all see. right, go ahead. Um, all right. Did he have higher than a 19 and a half, uh, Bert? <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. You're very probably, it might be down after all your time on the golf course right now. <laughs> for a fact, it's down. Could be, could be down to a 17. But now, now might be the time for me to, we're in Chicago together. We might do the bird test tonight. A few beers. <laughs> a few beers. Anybody who wants to see uh, me beat Hummel in, in, in a bird test, go to the treehouse tonight. That may be where you see it. The end of Hummel's uh, career. He will never do anything athletic again. Want to save on your grocery bill? Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. Try America's best value meal kit for delicious dinners that don't break the bank. At first, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, but it turns out every plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like that bag of spinach you throw out every single week? Skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. In the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking in the kitchen. Every plate helps me do that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in around 30 minutes or less. All right, I used every plate for the first time, and I absolutely love it. I can't wait for my next order to come in. I uh, should be in here this week. So uh, really, really excited about that because it's healthy, it's easy, it's inexpensive. Uh, it's just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code Goodman179. Again, $1.79 per meal, everyplate.com. Enter that code Goodman179. That's up to $104 value. All right. You know, uh, and, these are all like measurables. They don't, they don't have the vertical. All right, all right. Anyway, anyway, listen, can you, can you have enough shooting? Because Indiana added Ben Matherin. They've already got uh, <clears throat> Halbert and they traded for him last year. They've got Buddy Heald. They've got Malcolm Brogdon. Those are four pretty good guards that can all shoot the hell out of the ball. They, I mean, they probably got to move one of them, but yeah. I feel like that's Brogdon, the Brogdon's been in these trade rumors forever. I mean, he's got to be like, I have no idea where I'm playing this year. Yeah, he'll 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 probably. All right, all right. Let's get to it. We only got a few more minutes here. Let's get to some of these other picks and, and what you like the best. I love Cleveland getting Ochai Baji because I think he can help them immediately as a three and D guy, and they're a team that you know is close. Like they're 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 making they got a lot of good players. Garland they added Mobley last year. I think this is a great pick, uh, getting Ochai at 14. No, I, I agree. I think Ochai Abaji is just such a winner. Yep. Good and intangible guy. Yep. Another guy that you're looking at is he he can be that Trevor Reza. <clears throat> you know, he, he can be a guy like that. Um, and I think that that's something that the NBA seeks out so hard when they're looking for. He, he's, a, he's a no-brainer. Um, I like Liddell at 41 just for the sheer value it provides. I mean, sure. that dude's a first-round pick to me. I really think that. And I think he's going to have a really good career in the NBA, whether that's in New Orleans or elsewhere. Or I just, it's pretty hard to believe that this dude, they're talking about him going at 20 and he falls to 41. I, I liked 
I'll stay in the Big Ten. I love the Malachi Branham pick at, at 20 to San Antonio. I, I think he is – the potential is so high for him. To watch him and, and see him all year and have the, the light bulb kind of go on. Um, they went potential with all three of their picks. San Antonio, think about it. Yeah. Jeremy Sohan, Baylor, mm-hmm. Malachi Branham, and then they go Blake Wesley. Yep. No, I know. That's, that's three all guys. All three. Pop young. will never – see the, the light of day when any of them reach close to their potential. But if you hit on one of them, if one of them becomes like a real dude, and then like probably of those three, one won't make it. One probably becomes a, a dude and the other becomes like a good rotation guy. Yep. yep. No, I, I all right. Who, who didn't you like? Who were the worst draft drop, Rob? The worst, the worst draft. The all oh, the Knicks. <laughs> Yes. All right, so I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm but, not. But they got picks. Who knows who the picks are? Like they're conditional, so you don't know. But they're just clearing space to get Jalen Brunson, aren't they? No, I would assume. I mean, they hired his dad. They yeah, hired, yeah. they hired his dad. His agent is Leon Rose's son. Yeah. So like everything, if Jalen Brunson does, it's almost like if Jalen Brunson doesn't go to the Knicks, it's almost like when Patrick Baldwin uh, shows in. in and would have chose Duke over his dad. It's like the same deal. Like, isn't he going to go to the Knicks? Probably. I can only imagine if my, if my dad is on a staff, like, right. I would probably go play for him. My dad's on the staff. My agent is the son of the GM for the Knicks. Like, it's just – now, now here's my bigger question to you. If you're the Knicks – is Jalen Brunson the answer? Is he the guy you're going to get? That's what I was wondering. Minutes? They kept saying that. On the, and again, I, I watch way more college than NBA, and I watch a little bit of the playoffs, and I kind of, you know, helicopter in to do some Bulls fill-in last year. But I know he's a good player, but is he like the answer? I, I would think that you're like, we are moving cap space for Kevin Durant. Right. We are moving cap space for right. LeBron James, you know, Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Br- I know he was good in the playoffs, but I, I was surprised to hear that. Now, that's yeah, from he's an, not an all-star. And I'm not totally the most informed, and I, I don't watch every NBA game. I, 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 I watched a bunch of him, and, man, has he gotten better. And you know, Jason Tatum, I could see, yeah, we're clearing right. cash base for him. Yeah, no, there are like 25 guys in the NBA that you would be like, okay, you know what? Those are guys that I figure it out. Like Jalen Brunson wouldn't be one of those 25, but yeah, – but, Steph Curry. But Steph Curry. You're the Knicks. <laughs> If you're the Knicks, Rob, you got to get a point guard. And who are you getting? Okay, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brunson. I think Brogdon's more off the ball, isn't he? He can play he's a combo. He, he, he's a combo. He's yeah. he he can play point. Lavert, Karis Lavert was playing more point for them when they yeah. were together. You know, Kyrie. You want Kyrie in in, in New York? Is Kyrie Irving ever going to pick a, a team and just stay? Oh, he's going to ruin a team and then leave. Jesus. That's what's going to happen with every team. He's going to ruin them and, and leave. All I right, wish so, I was a better player, so I could have just done whatever I wanted. Instead, I was like, I need to do everything right. And I still yeah. like oh. Pretty much. Yeah, I know. Right, the, the one that baffled me, I don't know if the loser is the right word, but Sam Presti at Oklahoma City just continues to confuse me. <clears throat> like, this dude, at some point, you've got to get players that impact winning. Like, yeah. I mean. They got a lot of long athletes. Like, okay, Chet Holmgren at number two. Like, super talent. But would it shock you, Rob, if next year 
Chad Holmgren has no impact really. Well, he, he would be to me out of the, the top four, the big four that you could have considered for the first pick. He would be the one that scares me the most because I just think physically uh, the league is a man's game. Yep. And it, yep. It's, they always talk about how the league stands. NBA is no boys allowed. Right. And it looks like his, a boy. His physique is, is concerning, yeah. but he certainly has potential to be a stud. Um, you know, his skill set at his size is crazy. I, I am still baffled. There was all those reports that came out about him not doing the treadmill heart test at the combine. That scares the shit out of me as a GM. I assume player. Oklahoma City. Well, in order to play, he's going to have to take a stress test. Right. You can't, they're not going to certify his contract without a physical. But, but I assume when he visited Oklahoma City, they put him through enough that. They had all the information to yeah, make yeah. sure that, that, you know, everything was, was kind of copacetic <clears throat> there, but yeah, I mean, you go Chet at two, you know, you, you, you then yeah, was 12, 11, 12 was Jalen Williams, which they already had oh, from yeah. Santa Clara, who yeah, again yeah. was in the WCC. So that's going to be a little bit of a jump. You took two guys from the WCC and then you, you trade for number 11 and you take a kid in Usman Jang that everybody feels like is still years away not a great shooter. What do you need more than anything? You need shooting in Oklahoma City. So I, I just feel like Sam Presti is just confusing right now. And, and I, I didn't like uh, the draft at all. You know, Memphis, like I liked it. David Roddy and Jake LaRavia, like as pieces. I feel like if with one of those picks, I would have I taken a guy like a Blake Wesley that had maybe more, more upside yeah, right. at the end of the day. That's all. Like, they took two good pieces. That's what they did. Yeah. I, this wasn't a bad pick, but I think it was surprising to me was was the Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey pick. And it's, I've talked a lot about Murray because I really like him. But if you've got all these teams that are doing, especially the New York Knicks, who are doing whatever they can to acquire Jaden Ivey, why don't you just – I would think you'd take him and then try to deal him, you know? Right, right. I agree. I, I Somebody just out there loves him. We yeah. know the next know one. Lot of, it seems like a lot of teams, maybe you, you know this better than I, um, that a lot of other teams were also trying to trade up to four to take him. No, why Sacramento would you not, done that. They should why would you why would you not do that? Yep. Yeah. Yep, move back. And that's no way a diss at Keegan Murray. I I think he is going to be good. Good pro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good pro, just not as as high an upside as, as Jaden Navi. But Jaden Navi also could be a El Busto or he hits it. Like he's, we, he's also he's got things that he needs to improve on. It's not wow. like he is a, a ready-made surefire pro right now, but he has the way he moved was different than everybody else I watched in college last year. He right. he is in a class of his own athletic. I know you have a tea time soon, so we we've only got a couple more minutes. But I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears a little bit because I don't want to finish this this podcast without um, at least mentioning the passing of of Caleb Swanigan. And uh, former Purdue player, um, really sad. Twenty-five years old, passed away. We still don't know the the, the cause of, of his death, but um, was always a sweet kid. Like I remember seeing him, meeting him on the AU circuit, and it was just kind of a big teddy bear type of of, of kid. And um, you know, I know for you as being a, a former Purdue player, a Purdue alum, it had to be tough reading the news and, and hearing about Caleb passing. Oh, it, yeah, it was, it was awful. 
Um, it was certainly shocking. And, um, you know, with, with Caleb Swanigan, I, I was around his freshman year because I was, was the year I got hurt playing in Italy and I was rehabbing at Purdue. So I, I got to know him. But it was one of those deals, too, where he, he's a great kid. I didn't feel like I knew him well, though. You know, I, there was definitely a, a wall up. And I think as time went on into his sophomore year, that wall came down. And I know his teammates loved him. I know his coaches loved him. Um, the saddest thing to me, though, is that for Caleb Swanigan, it seemed like the hardest part of his life should have been behind him. Yeah. You know, you're, you're homeless. His weight was an issue. He gets that under control. Um, you know, he was with Roosevelt Barnes, who's an NFL agent. Um, and I give him a lot of credit for helping Biggie out and, um, getting him kind of in a place where he could become what he did as a, as a high school recruit and a McDonald's all American. And, you know, Caleb was incredible at Purdue. The numbers he put up are incredible. I know people kind of forget, um, I think. They, yeah, they do. And he goes to the NBA and you just never know what somebody is going through. Right. Like yeah. you look at this kid and you're like, man, he beat homelessness, man. He beat his weight issues. He beat all this stuff. He's an all American. He's a draft pick. He's playing in the NBA for the Portland trailblazers and the Sacramento Kings. Um, but boy, it's just, oh, you can never tell. It, it's just the saddest deal. I, I just, I, I was just in a funk the whole day, you know? Um, but I think he, the mark he left on Purdue, the mark he left on his teammates, his work ethic is something that from, from watching that year, Purdue, unbelievable three hour practice go lift weights yeah. 45 minutes on on the the stairmaster yeah. who is doing that I you know. know like i mean it was just like to the point where you almost want to be like dude we play michigan state in two days Settle rest down. your legs like right. you know we right. you don't need this you know and he would go out and get 20 and 10 he still would do it you know yeah. i mean he yeah. i know i i, it I was can't just, believe he's gone rob like i, 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 I can't just either. You know, some of these things that have happened lately, I mean, Adrian Payne, you know, guys that you know, whether you played against and now Biggie. And, you know, these are these are guys that I knew when they were kids. Yeah. Right. You know, when they're 15, 16 years old. And it's like, you're 25. I mean, to have no, that, you just, taking away so much from more your whole to, life. Totally. Totally. It's sad. It's sad. I'm glad you brought that up uh, yeah. because I, I feel just terrific for his family it's tough. And, yeah it's tough and, and and again it's one of those things where you just you never know like you said you never know what somebody's going through and social media is well, that's, and that doesn't help i mean it's you know, such a fraudulent ass, place sometimes a stupid right? ass picture comes out of him going to the courthouse and everybody clowns him it's like yeah. that that doesn't help right you know, like this dude's a person yep he's, he's going right. through something but all right. Well, listen, uh, on that sad note, we uh, we leave you with a special edition, uh, draft recap edition of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll get Rob back now uh, next week. See you guys in six months. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's got his shirt. He's ready to go. Get it out. Golf course. And uh, you're paying for dinner tonight. That's all I know. Oh, man, you're the one that makes the big bucks on this podcast. All right. Good to be in the Humble Podcast. We'll see you next week.